Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Women Podcast. Today I have with me Nancy Swisher. And I know Nancy Swisher through our Indie Authors Mastermind group. So we have, we met online, but we had the privilege of meeting each other in real life. Just, um, was it October that you were over here? Yeah. November. Yeah, October, November last year. Yeah, November last year. So we got to meet in real life, which is totally awesome. And when I met Nancy, I was like, Oh my God, you're so much shorter and smaller than I thought you were because I'd only ever seen her head and shoulders on a computer screen before. I was like, oh, I'll put you in my pocket. <laughs> but yeah, there was just a lovely spirit and essence around you that was like, oh yeah, you're totally real. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're my first international non-British guest. Okay, great. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. That's perfect since I feel like I belong in England anyway. Well, awesome. <laughs> so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do in this world? Okay. So um, I have a business and I'm an author as well. And my business has evolved over since 1995. I have been... Uh, a spiritually based counselor for women primarily. And, um, and now my work is centered around a program called find your voice, stand behind it, change the world. And what I mean by voice is a person's words that come from their heart and soul. And so that's the main thing I work with now. And my book is called The Life That Woke Me Up Was My Own, and it's a literary memoir. Excellent uh, book. It's an excellent book. Yeah. So I'm still uh, loving that book, and it's been out almost two years. So uh, I'm, I've been writing since I was in my 20s, and I have more books in me. I'm not sure what they are. Uh, so I live kind of a... In terms of lifestyle, I've always, I think that's why Janet, you and I have so much in common, I think, because I've always valued my health and my body, Mm. and I'm in my sixth decade, and I started eating organic food in the late 70s. Before people even knew what organic was. And started using herbs and everything, you know. Um, so I love taking care of my body and, uh, and I think that's real important and it actually does impact everything as we were just saying. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm a counselor coach. I work on Skype totally. Most of my clients are in the UK. Which is bizarre because you live in the state. Mm -hmm. I want to live here. (laughs) It's time for me to leave the U.S. (laughs) Yeah, but when you were here the last time, we were we were trying to work out how we could get your husband to get you here so that you could get your visa to just stay forever. What did you say? I said we had to when we were here. The, when you were here the last time, we were talking about how we could get you a husband oh, so right, that we right, could right. keep you here. <laughs> well, there is someone I might be meeting when I come over this time. 
Fancy. Oh, I can't wait to hear that update. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. Ooh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that next time. Excellent. Looking forward to it. What led you into spiritual, like spiritual counseling? Yeah. Well, from my point of view and what I know to be true is that we live, you know, we exist on two planes. We exist on what I call the vertical plane, which is our being, the being part of the human being. Yeah. And we exist on the horizontal plane, which is the human part of the human being. And the vertical plane is our soul and our heart, our spirit. And most people don't really devote time to nurturing that part of themselves. And most people are just on the horizontal plane of being busy and doing, doing, doing. Okay. So when I mentor people, I help them with the horizontal plane, of course, you know, because that's where life happens, right? Yeah. But the basis of everything I do is, is guiding people to understand their spirit and their soul and how to connect yeah. to that part of themselves. And um, so that's, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total, makes total sense to me. Yeah. At what point did you realize that there was those two, those two lines? Like at what point in your life? Oh... I realized it at a really young age mm. because my mother died when I was seven and she got sick when I was two. Yeah. So when I was real little, I realized that the human body goes away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just realized, you know, I grew up in the woods in this beautiful, beautiful area and, and I always had nature around me. And so I just, I understood spiritual stuff at a real young age. But of course, I'm a human being too. And so, you know, on the horizontal plane, things happened and it was hard to really bring it all together. Yeah. But that's what my whole life's been about is trying to understand um, who we are. Yeah. You know what we're as human beings. What what the reality is? Yeah, so many people get hung up on the physical part. Yeah, it's like they think that they are this physical body, and that everything comes from that, rather than it being something, something else. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's you know we're in we're all in this together, right? Yeah, and so there's a lot of fear. There's, you know, people get real scared. And so we always try to do whatever will make us feel secure. And for many people, that's accumulating a lot of things, including money. And, you know, money's great, but it's not the source of our real security. And you can't take it with you. It has no value anywhere else. Yeah. 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 Like money is such a funny, it's such a funny thing because you do need it day to day to get places, to buy food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But people get really attached to it, right? And it's this 
when you look at big corporations and they're making billions of pounds in profit and you're like, what are you doing with that? I know. Like, for what? <laughs> I know. It's a big subject, you know. Yeah, huge subject. And, and people like you and me who have our own businesses who are pretty alternative, right? Yeah. Um, there's always a lot of learning around money. Yeah. You know, it's trying to, for me, uh, trying to release my hang ups around it because it's like I want to, I always want to give to people, I want to help them out, but I don't want to have to ask for that money in exchange. So it's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, there's, yeah I've been doing yeah, a lot of work like, around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's typical, it's typical when you're in any kind of spiritual work, there's a big you know disconnect between money and spirituality and you know that kind of thing but yeah we do need money so i mean the mystics in the ancient traditions the mystics said money is really just the consolidation of divine energy yeah yeah but it's been used in really negative ways in our world you know Yeah, the power yeah. hungry people taking over. Yeah. yeah, the greed and stuff. So anyway, that's why I was that that's why I was saying Can you hear that noise? I'm not sure what that is. I had this before on call. Right, that's thought. It's the spirits trying to come through my laptop. My laptop. It's the it's the big banks trying to intercept us. <laughs> I'm getting a wee bit of feedback this side. Which will make we'll put it in. Can you still hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. So the type of people that you work with. What is it that what is, is it the problem that they come to you with? Like, why are they drawn to you? Well, it varies. Um, many times there might be a sense of transition in their life. They're, they're moving from one, uh, you know, like maybe I have some clients who are moving from having a regular job into either retirement or their own business. And so I help them with transitions, um, which are one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's relationship issues. It can be really kind of anything on that horizontal plane. Yeah. But deep down, what everybody's wanting is a, is a stronger connection to their spirit and to their essence. Yeah. And so that's what we do. But it can manifest in the out outside world as relationship issues. Uh, um, that's a big, big, big part of what they come to me initially with. Yeah. So they uh, don't necessarily know that they're needing to connect to their soul. They just know that something's out of alignment. Yeah, because, yeah, because if we're, yeah, many times, you know, with relationships, we think that that's going to make us happy. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, so I love working with women in their thirties, uh, 
and I love I love working with all ages, but I love the thirty year olds, and I love then like the older uh, fifty sixty. That's when, like, like, transitions, like, transitions happen, happen in your life. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Because yeah. 30s, you know, you have your 20s out of the way. And, uh, you know, you're starting to think, what am I here for? Life purpose is something I work with. Because mm-hmm. I have a program called Self-Love, Self-Expression, and Life Purpose. And then I have the, the Find Your Voice program. So those are my two main programs. Self-Love, I've been teaching forever. You know, yeah. yeah. Like you, you do that too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so important because because so many people, so many people, so many people have so many people an have an issue with giving themselves, giving themselves love. love. They think it's right. like a, a bad thing to do. Um, um, I, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like in the space, like but, here, but here, if somebody, if loves, somebody themselves, loves themselves, they are a show, they are, a show they off, are they are full of themselves, full of they're, themselves quite they're quite arrogant. So people disasso- want this to disassociate themselves with that self-love. Self 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 but the people who are arrogant that they think love themselves actually don't, because they're full of insecurities. Right. Yeah. One of my teachers that I trained with a while ago, Margaret Paul, who developed a process called inner bonding, um, which is the program I'm teaching in July. Um, she made a really good distinction in her work. She said, actually, self-love is being self-responsible. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to put it. You know, whereas, because... Because it is when you think about it. And yes, we're trained from when we're little to, you know, children get told all the time, oh, you're too full of yourself. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to be full of ourselves. Of course. Yeah. Of course. There's, yeah. So yeah. There's so many things that can change out over us a young age. A young age. Right. You discourage when you're. Go to school and, to school and you have to sit and down and follow certain, right. follow certain and rules and try to fit into a particular mold. Particular mold. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't all, fit into, we don't all fit into that mold. Right, right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the other thing, uh, self love, I that I connect self love to is lo- the love of our holy self, the love of our essence. I know what they mean, by, know that. What they mean by that. Uh-huh. Just for some, somebody listening, somebody if they listening, don't understand, if they don't understand what you mean by that, what do you mean? Essence? Yeah. Your soul, your spirit, your heart, as opposed to the mind and the body. Because yeah. when we die, our, our, our consciousness is another word for it. Yeah. The consciousness yeah. of who you are. Because yeah. the consciousness lives forever. Okay, so loving the eternal part of ourself. But you have to develop that, see, to even understand what that is. That's why you have to have practices. Everything's a practice. Every day's a practice. (laughs) For me. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's no, I, can, I don't, I don't know that there's any place to get to, you know. But yeah, the essence is that that when you're inspired, when you're when you're in nature, even or listening to music or whatever, really lifts you up into a sense of awe, right? Yeah. That's your essence, right there. That sense of bliss. That sense of bliss. Of bliss. This is, this is that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any? You have any particular daily particular practices daily practices that are. are well, I write in my journal every day. Uh, I've been doing that, gosh, decades, you know. Now, I don't write a whole lot right now, except mm, I always put the date and I always make some hearts <laughs> and I color the hearts and I'll list things that I have to do for my business or for myself. Um, on that list is always meditation. And even if I only meditate five minutes, I do it. And, and then I also have on that list, some kind of exercise, whether, even if it's just a short stretching on the floor, right. Uh, exercise is one of the things that's hard for me, but I make myself do it. Um, and then, what I think most people think of as affirmation, um, just really reading something that just speaks a higher truth uh, than what our normal little thinking mind usually does. So I, I read something like that every day. So those are my practices. And sometimes it's more or less, you know, of each of those, but um that's what I do, yeah. yeah. And is that something is that, that you teach on your, your courses? Yeah, we do that in the courses. And I and when I work one on one, you know, over Skype, I always you know, you and you know that saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink? Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I encourage people to have their own practice, you know, something that really works for them. I mean there's many things that you can do and walking in nature could be part of a daily because nature will lift you up. Nature takes you to that inner being, right? Yeah. Um, when I had a dog, I'd walk Horton and, you know, so there's lots of things you can do, but I think that inner, the inner life has to be nurtured and, the world isn't going to support you to do that. The world's going to support you to shop. You know, it's not going to support you to go inside. And so we have to do that ourselves. That's why I think retreats are so great because, you know, you get a sense of what that is on a retreat. Yeah. My first retreat was four years. <laughs> I was a little extreme, but that's how it was. <laughs> you went to live in a retreat center, didn't you? I'm sorry? You went to live in a retreat center. Where was that place? Where was that place? Well, Kripalu Center. Yeah. When I was 35, I was kind of lost in my life. I had 
been teaching college English and I'd won an award for my poems, but I was also inwardly just kind of depressed um, and didn't know how to be in the world really. So I had a friend who'd moved to this yoga center called Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Western Massachusetts. And she had been a college teacher too in psychology and she moved in and she said, Nancy, because they had a three month program called spiritual lifestyle training program. And you learned yoga and meditation and healthy diet and everything. Right. And in spirit yogic teachings. And so I moved in and did the three months and then I ended up staying four years. <laughs> but it was, Huh? Was it a cult? Was it a cult? Well, in a sense, yeah. I mean, many things are cults, but of all those types of things, it was kind of the most, I would say it's one of the healthiest. Um, it still exists as a really big center. Um, it's not an ashram anymore, but, you know, they saved the baby with the bath. They didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But when I look back... I did, yeah. I went back and led the Find Your Voice retreat there. And they get big people there now, like, you know, Deepak Chopra and people like that. Um, But when I look back at those four years, when I moved out, I kind of wanted to distance myself from the place, you know, because it was, I was moving into a different kind of thing. But when I look back now, from my point of view, it was totally a life-changing experience. You know, it just was. you know, in terms of understanding the inward lot, the inside life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've been just talking about, just talking about retreats. You have a you retreat September 2018 in Oxford. What type of things, type happen, of things at that? happen at that? Well, it's called the Find Your Voice, Stand Behind It, Change the World Retreat. So it, this year we're having an extra day. We have, we'll get there on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four nights. And there's four main components to it. One is meditation. One is really being in stillness. I call it stillness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one is writing, and then one is healing, which means facilitating anything that might come up for people who that, that they want to heal. In other words, let go of or uh, some inner child work is a something I do a lot. And, and then the fourth component is just sharing in the circle of women. And, um, so it's a mix of all of those things. And the last year's retreat was just mm, so special and people did find their voice and cause, cause it's a combination of all of those things. Right. So you get support for looking at what might, if something comes up, you know, the self judgment or the self doubt, all that stuff that women especially have. Yeah. Um, so we get to clear that out and we get to see how everybody has it. It's not just us, you know, cause, cause everybody shares. And, um, 
no matter how accomplished you are in the world, there's always self-doubt there for women when they take the next step, you know. So it's it's a wonderful retreat, yeah. I'm excited about it. Awesome. You mentioned the you mentioned there that you refer to Yeah. Is there a reason? Is there a reason? Like, do you have a reason? Stillness. Well, meditation. There's lots of types of meditation, right? Yep. There can yep. be techniques. I lead people just to be still <laughs> and to practice stillness. It's not a technique. Um, it's really fully being in the moment, period, with whatever is there. And, you know, I guide it a little by saying, you know, I mean, our thoughts never stop. Uh, occasionally they might, but that's a luxury. The mind thinks just like the gallbladder secretes bile, right? It's just what the mind does. So people usually think they're not meditating right because their mind keeps going, but it's not true. So stillness is just stillness. I encourage people to be a rock, to pretend like they're a rock or a tree. Just really get in that state of being, you know. Uh, and uh, that's what I mean. It's it's what Eckhart Tolle teaches that too. He teaches that way. Yeah, because I've, I've read a lot about meditation, meditation and been on courses, and I've been sharing it with other people. And people do have people this, do have this misperception that they have to quiet have in the mind. In the mind. Right. They have to, go to go silent. Otherwise, otherwise, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. Right. I know you've been teaching meditation too. Yeah. 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 The mind doesn't shut up, does it? But we can become aware. We, if you, you know, expand out into your awareness, then you just accept that that's what the mind's doing. And you can kind of step back from it, not attached to the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's when we attach to them that, you know, the drama that we drama get. Right, right. It's like, you know, here go the thoughts. Yeah. yeah. You just need to leave at them and go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And I think it's essential to have some kind of meditation. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And yoga can, if when you do slow yoga, the Kripala yoga that I learned, the subtitle of it was called Meditation in Motion. So we would do real slow yoga and breathe. And it really was a meditation. Nowadays, yoga is a lot more athletic. Some of it is. Yeah, some of it depends where you go. And some people that see a lot yoga, it's like you have to keep going to different classes to find different teachers until you find the right style that you like, the right connection to the right teacher. Yeah. 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 You teach it, right? I've just started. I've just started. Yeah, that's exciting. When I saw you in Glasgow, I think you were just looking for a place or um, I started um, teaching um, my, my course in the August. Yeah. Um, I so I saw you, yeah, 
you were maybe going to teach women. Remember when we went to the art museum? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start classes. I'm going to start classes because a couple of people have been requesting it. Yeah. And then when I get, and then when I get my retreat center in Spain, there'll be yoga. Where's your retreat center? That is that your dream? Yeah. 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 Oh, good. I want a retreat, I want a retreat center in the, in the mountains, possibly in the south of Spain. Oh, Spain. Okay. Right. I'll come. I'll come help. That's the big dream. That's the big dream. That's a wonderful dream. Yeah. Yeah. You. Have a space. Have a space, and then have other people come and post their own retreats in it as well. Yeah. I haven't been to that part of Spain. I've only been once. I've only been once, but. You know, I've seen online, these really affordable, affordable houses, houses that have the right kind of feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And you'll be in the UK. It'll be much easier. It'll be much easier for you to go over. It'll be easier to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So in so in couldn't have been a good couldn't have been a good question. Well, let me just do a little plug for my book oh, do, 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 do. before we end. So this book is a memoir, but it's not your typical memoir. It's about consciousness too, and so it has a story, which is my story, part of the story, but it also has the present day me who's writing the book. And so when you read it, people have told me that they have a sense of what it actually looks like to live a transformational life, mm. um, to, to look at what you're thinking and to learn how not to identify with those thoughts and things like that. And it's, I think it's a really important book. And one of the things I'm hoping to do when I'm over in July is meet with someone, you know, who might be able to help get the book out into the world a little more. Uh, But it's been selling, like your book has been consistently selling. My book's been selling now every month since I published it. So I'm proud of that, you know. Yeah. It's a very good book. And to it's read. easy to read and it makes sense. and it makes sense yeah it's it's well written you know because that's what i do i mean i am a writer yeah. uh yeah. and it, yeah there's yes just, there's just you can feel it you can feel it when you're yeah when you're reading it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. your mom liked it too yeah, she did. Like yeah, the day. she did. Like the day. She bought it. She, she bought it. She, she read
read part of your book, and, part I, of your book and I obviously was unexpectedly saying out of my book. I know. <laughs> I I had something to do with that, remember? I think you did. You already have your voice. That was standing behind it. That's that part. That's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's easy to find it for some of us, but standing behind it is the scary part mm-hmm. for women. This is me. Mm-hmm. It's every it's all of us. Where the people, where's the best people, let's start that again. Where is the best place for people to get your book? Amazon, Amazon UK has it. It's paperback and Kindle. Are you going to do an audio? Are you going to do an audio? No, not yet. You should. (laughs) I'm wanting, I'm hoping that there might be somebody in Glasgow that I'm going to do that with. Um, when I'm over in October, then I'll get to come up and see you again yeah. and do the audio book at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows what else? Who knows? Who knows? I'm looking forward I'm to looking you forward coming over. You coming over. It will be good. It will be good. So people want to, so connect, people want to with connect with you. Where are the best places the best for to find you? My website nancyswisher.com I'm also on Facebook and Instagram but you can see all that from my website I'll put the links into the show notes for people to be able to find you okay yeah get signed up for your retreat or for your course you'll be able to do that online thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast Thanks for having me. And sharing your wisdom and a bit of your story, which there is so much more of, but we only have limited time. (laughs) Thank you, Jim.